Hello and welcome. I am your host, Don Rico DeCastro, and you are tuning in to the What's in Your Case podcast. Urban legends, cryptids, paranormal activity, true crime, thrifting. There are a lot of things that my guest talks about on their platform, and I'm excited to finally have a chance to sit down and talk with my guest, Des. Hello. I was wondering, I didn't know if that was the introduction. I was like, why are you naming off all of my favorite things? <laughs> How are you doing? How's everything going? Good. Right now it's currently raining. So, Yeah, y'all have been getting a lot of rain over there lately. It's like a whole other world over there. That's like unheard of. Everything that you guys have been going through is like crazy. I know we're used to having no water for months at a time to having too much water. Yeah, really. Growing up, it was don't use too much water, like shower like once a week. It was weird. And now it's like a completely different, like y'all have like tsunamis now. You got snow. Did you get snow? Do you always get snow? No, not always. That was the first time for me to have snow over in Roseville. That's so cool. How did you like it? It was nice, but it would have been nicer if I was able to leave my desk at the time it was snowing. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's a bummer. We met through TikTok. We've never met in person before. I know. Hopefully one day, though. That would be fun. One day. So you started your TikTok, was it during the pandemic? It was slightly before the pandemic. Do you remember that time where TikTok was kind of an embarrassing thing to have because it was musically before? So everybody just knew it as musically. And then it kind of slowly morphed into like what it is now, which is just a shit show. But it's just a mess. And I love it so much. But yeah, that's when I started way, way back in the day. What was that push for you to start creating the content you create? Boredom. And I was a stay-at-home mom forever just talking to anyone about anything and it was more of just putting out things that I would like to watch or like I'm interested in I started out with doing true crime in 60 seconds that was like right before the true crime kind of blew up on there and I wasn't very good at it but it was still fun to make <laughs> but that was kind of the push towards everything and then I started getting more into cryptids and I really enjoy paranormal stuff. So that's kind of become the best thing on there. Next to, I do a lot of thrifting, which I know that you do too. When did you start thrifting? 2011 was when I started thrifting by myself. Hey, yeah, that's about the same time as me. I feel like it was like the wild west of thrifting before. And it still is kind of, but back then I found like a black wedding dress that I swear is haunted to the day I will never ever say anything against it because I bought it it was a big black funeral dress and I brought it home and I never got it out of my car because I got such a like awful vibe off of it and then I returned it the next day but like you could find stuff like that everywhere or you could find really cool designer clothes that people were just like "Ooh, I don't like these anymore like $200 jeans you'd be like all right <laughs> And now it's getting expensive and it's just, I feel like it's, it's mellowing out, if that makes sense. Yes, thrifting has become more popular. It's become less thrifty. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But like, you can still find really fun things. I love your Instagram. Isn't it like Filipino man loves to thrift or something like that? Yes, uh, this Filipino man loves to thrift. I think I've marketed all of the this Filipino man loves Instagrams that you could have. I really, that's such a cool thing to do. I love it so much because it's like very unique and to the point. No guessing on what you like to do. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you just put up the fun things that you find. Like, what has been the most outrageous thing that you found? I would have to say it was like a soap dispenser, but it was a cat in a business suit. In a business suit. I love it. And you know the person who had that originally is such a specific kind of person. I'm wondering where the rest of the bathroom set is. Yeah, really. If you can find that, hold on to that forever. I literally pass that down to like your great grandchildren. <laughs> what was the most interesting thing that you found while you were thrifting? I'm still kicking myself for not buying it. It was like a sign. Something so outrageous. It was like death by meatloaf or something like that. And it kills me that I didn't buy it. Death by meatloaf. Was it like a shirt? No, it was like a metal sign. It was just with everything else. There was another sign too that I'm also very upset I didn't buy. It just said A-A-A-A-A-H-H for like the whole thing. And it was the coolest thing. I loved it and I didn't buy it and I still hate myself for it. I just like weird little signs and weird things I can put up in my house. So you would mention truth crime in 60 seconds. Yes. Before, you've said that the true crime story that really started your interest in true crime was what, Lizzie Borden? Oh, yeah. Lizzie Borden. Man, that was back when I was in elementary school and I probably scared the crap out of my parents. Lizzie Borden was very fascinating for some reason. She had a little nursery rhyme. It was like, Lizzie Borden had an ex. She gave her father 40 wax. And when she saw what she had done, she gave her mother 41. I think it was because it was the only special that was on about true crime. And I was just like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. And then you could actually go to the bed and breakfast that is in that house. She was ultimately acquitted of everything, even though they like found the axe in her house or something. And they found her dress or something like that. It was burned. It was like very evident that she did it, but she was somehow able to get away with it, which I think is why it interested me so much. I was like, how could you not get punished for this? That's what happens a lot of the time. And it's horrifying, but it's also very interesting, if that makes sense. And our whole judicial system is insane and wild. And I think that was just the beginning of it. And then I just started getting more and more into it. I was like 10 and I made my dad drag me to like, it was a Queen Mary over in California. All these places probably scared him a lot. But I went to school a little bit for criminology. It's all just very interesting. It's just understanding I guess like the psychology of like why they did it, how they did it, what happened. I think it's very interesting, but also like super tragic. And it's very taxing to kind of follow also, which is why it kind of tapered off. I stopped doing that. I was doing it a lot on TikTok. I was making a lot of videos about it and it just kind of tapered off because it became a lot to digest. So it's not a series that you would go back to? Oh, I would 100%. <laughs> I would. It's just in like little bite-sized pieces. It's just not something, I don't know how people who run like true crime and do hour long videos, I don't understand how they can just keep pushing that out. I don't know if it's kind of one of those things where you distance yourself from it. It's very hard, at least for me personally, to just like read it and then just be like, all right, just continue on. It's very hard to just kind of keep those separate keep personal. And I guess if you're producing content, it's hard to keep those two separate. One of my favorite reoccurring series that you do is Shooby Dooby Desiree's Bad Time Thoughts. I have like one little hashtag for it, Desiree's Bath Time Thoughts, and it's over 20,000 views. And I'm like, 20,000 people have seen me in my bathtub. Horrifying. <laughs> 
that's my my series is me in the bathtub and stupid little thoughts that I have. <laughs> I wrote down a few of my favorite ones. Did Seth Rogen come into the world with his laugh? Like you're handed a new baby and his first laugh is. <laughs> 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 That was like the most perfect impression and I love it and thank you for doing it. <laughs> and like truly when did he when did that happen? Like how old do you think he had to have been? A 3-year-old. Could you imagine a 3-year-old? <laughs> it's a little jarring. <laughs> Such an iconic laugh too. Like you, you I know, know who it is. That's very true. And I love voices that like are very distinguishable. Yeah. <laughs> Another one was the bring back one of the accusers of the Salem witch trials and see them have a heart attack reacting to modern day things. Yeah, like air fryers. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Everything would be like possessed. Everything would be the devil. <laughs> and like there's still people like that out there, but they have air fry food, but they would never know air fry food. Technology would be so horrifying to them. Or like what would cavemen do if they knew what was happening? Could you imagine a caveman eating a donut? That's what I live for. <laughs> you know, you could have been a Mad TV writer. That's what it's sounding like to me. I loved Mad TV. That was such a good show. I don't know. Were you more of like a Mad TV or an SNL kind of person? Definitely Mad TV. I loved it so much. And it's weird because through TikTok, Bobby Lee has come back. Oh my God. I love him so much. I saw him at the comedy store back in 2019 and watching him perform is like watching a unicorn. It's the most insane thing. And then they have like a two drink minimum. So you're kind of like buzz anyway. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever experience and he just seems like such a cool guy i don't know it's just he's such an impressive person and just everything that he does i don't know i just i think he's such a wonderful person so i know that you like going to a lot of live shows do you like going to like comedy or like how do you feel about that stuff what is your favorite thing besides music to go see live one of my friends is a comedian, so I've been watching his live shows whenever he does comedy. No, oh, that's so cool. You'll have to send me all of their info. I want to see. It's weird because I'm, I'm in this community here where I meet different creatives with different outlets for their creativity. I know a filmmaker, dancers, comedians, songwriters, painters. Anything that's just so awesome. I really do. I know that you go to a lot of that stuff and I love seeing the people that you introduce through your Instagram, through everything that you do. And I love that you support other people so much. And I think that it's just, it's really cool because just supporting other people, I guess just supporting your friends and making sure everybody gets as much, just helping them out as much as you can, you know? Exactly. We're all here to lift each other up. And that's what I try to do. Exactly. And like I said, I just feel like you're one of the kindest people that I probably met from the internet. <laughs> or just in general, I guess. I feel like that was a weird thing to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. The internet's full of uh, weird people. I understand. The internet is, like, truly. There are some interesting people that you can meet. You know, it's just like, if you really think about the internet too much, like it kind of gives me a headache because it's like, we're around the same age. And I feel like we grew up going from like zero to having the whole world in your hand in like 15 years. 
which was such a crazy (laughs) shift. And I guess it's just really interesting to think about how much is out there. If you really think about it, how many people are everywhere all the time online and they're real people. Even like the Instagram names that have a bunch of zeros and then user A, B, D, F, and it has just nothing. That's a person. That's a real person, unless it's a bot, but still. Like a majority of the internet is so insane and huge. (laughs) And it connects you to people that you would never have met in person across the yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just very, it's weird. It's been a very interesting ride. So you think the Salem witch trial guy, 15 years and he'd be all caught up? I don't know. I think Salem witch trials, there's no going back. Also, have you heard the um, theory behind it? No. The ride that they used to make a bread for that community was infected with some sort of fungus. So the theory is that they were all just tripping, like they were on psychedelics. That's why it was community hysteria. Instead of it being that, they think that everyone was just kind of like high off of their brains and high off of this bread that they were eating. And that's why it was so believable that people were having all these like crazy powers or like they thought they were witches because of it. They were just high the whole time and... That's crazy. Yeah, that's the theory is because the rye that was native to that area was infected with some sort of fungus, I think it was. Don't quote me, but that's one of the big conspiracies against it instead of it being a community hysteria. I got two more bath time thoughts for you. Okay. It's crazy that the Fresh Prince's first name isn't William. It's Willard. Willard Smith. What else in your life is alive? Yeah. Yeah, his name is Willard Smith, who has a baby and looks at it and is like, that's Willard. This is a Willard. Like, people who name their babies, like, Frank, like, that's a baby. Like, it's a whole grown adult name for a baby, if that makes sense. Who names their kid Willard? (laughs) And then you would just, like, assume that would be William, but it's Willard. That's how I actually found out about Willard's first name was through that TikTok. It doesn't look like a Willard. (laughs) <laughs> At least I don't think so. I don't know. I just feel like that's a plot twist. <laughs> Little plot twist that keeps life exciting. <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. I, like, unless there's like a family name, but like still Willard. <laughs> I don't know. I just, that one threw me off a lot. And I saved the best one for last. So what if depression was invented by Costco so they could sell more rotisserie chicken? Okay. You can't tell me I'm not right about that. Have you ever had the worst day of your whole life and then gone into Costco and gotten one of their rotisserie chickens? You can't be sad with a rotisserie chicken. You can't be sad with a rotisserie chicken. You can't be sad with a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> like, truly. <laughs> They're $5. It's a bargain. You got to put that on a shirt or something. Honestly, I wish I could. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> we'll figure it out and we'll push it out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get matching shirts. And this time I'll actually like, I'll try to, I try to do it. I kind of left you hanging on the whole worm thing a while ago. And I'm, I'm still, I still feel very guilty it's about okay. that. You, know, <laughs> you, me, Heidi Klum, we were all so going to be worms. We were going to be worms. And then I'm so sorry. One day I'll, I'll do it and it'll just be like very <laughs> delayed. Like I'll just be very late to the party, but we were going to be worms for Halloween. And then I kind of spaced and I forgot to do it. I was going to get like a sleeping bag. And I thought that they had one at the Goodwill that I was at. And then they didn't have it. I think they sold it. I was going to put little googly eyes on it and I was going to be a worm. The vision was there. It's just, you know, sometimes Goodwill says not today. Somebody else bought it. They were probably <laughs> having the time of their life. <laughs> Do you have any bath time thoughts that you think are your favorite? 
The only one that like still kind of gets me, because if you really think about it, it's true. It's if you were a skeleton and it was one from a long time ago, it was like the same noise that you make clacking your teeth, like opening and closing your mouth like very quickly. Like is the same noise that your hands would make if you clap them as a skeleton. (laughs) That's such an interesting thought. I mean, like if you really think about it, it's true though. It is. And it's like, I have no way to disprove it. (laughs) Exactly. Nobody can ever disprove it. (laughs) Unless, no, I was thinking like, unless there was like somebody, no, there's really not a way to do it. I was trying to think about ways that you can. I don't think you can. There's like not ever at like a time where you're just comfortably with bones exposed ever, except for your teeth. That's it. That reminds me of the other one you did where it was what uh, Desiree's dead time bath time thought. Oh, yeah. That's my Halloween series. Yeah, it's my skeleton in the bathtub. And then he thinks about thoughts that skeletons would have or like just spooky ones. I think one from last year was about how unpeaceful Disneyland would be because people keep pouring their dead relatives ashes in like haunted mansion and like it's a small world like are there lines are there lines in the afterworld <laughs> are they just building could they like just go on as many times because like you have to figure that in the afterworld a lot of people are going to disney so like if you are a ghost how many ghosts are in disneyland are there lines for their rides if that makes sense now another interest of yours are the spooky things paranormal things And you mentioned that your first experience with the supernatural happened when you were 13. How many encounters with the paranormal have you experienced since then? Or which one was the most memorable? So my first encounter when I was probably like 13, I grew up loving this stuff a lot. And I feel like that probably had something to do with it. There's some psychology behind it where you want things to happen. So it happens to you because your brain makes it up. Or if you actually believe in the stuff, it feeds off the energy. It could go either way. Because who really actually knows? I've always just really enjoyed going to rundown places. I was one of those stupid kids dragging my friends to go around cemeteries or go to like abandoned places. Now thinking about it, I wanted to get haunted. I was egging everything on from like the the paranormal universe. But the most memorable I had was recently. I had an experience going to the Stanley. I went by myself because I had a little time off between school and I was able to go to the Stanley Hotel, which was made famous by The Shining. It's The Shining. The Shining is based off of it. And I went for a paranormal tour and they make you take a bunch of pictures. They tell you about everything, the entire history of the building, who made it, how it was made, what's happened in it. And then I was able to go sneak off for a little bit and go into the halls and go look at the door of the room where the director of it stayed. And that's where he was inspired by the entire history of everything. And after I took a picture, I was driving home and I was looking at them. And very clearly behind me in one of the pictures, there is, I think it was a little girl or like some sort of child peeking out behind the corner. And it's like the creepiest thing I've ever seen because I went by myself. There's no one on the floor. I went during a weekday. There was no one anywhere near me and there's just no explanation for it and it's the most clear evidence that i have that ghosts exist i think i saw a tiktok about that yes 
and it's my favorite thing to show anyone. So if you ever even come within like a 40 mile distance of me, I'm showing you. I've shown everyone the picture. (laughs) I just, I really enjoy all of that. I feel like I am in tune with the other world, like like, um, the afterworld. Yeah, I think that's what you would call it, right? Like the paranormal or like the afterworld after we leave. If you believe in that stuff, I'm a huge believer in that. I feel like I've been pretty in tune with that. I don't think it's anything to be afraid of. Well, thank you for being our guest here at the What's In Your Case podcast. Do you have anything to promote or where can our listeners find your content? So I have nothing to promote because I'm too lazy to keep up on anything, really. I really appreciate you having me on here. It was really fun where you could find me because I just changed my username because it was counting crop circles forever. I think it's just Hades Des on TikTok, something like that. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much again.